Hey everybody, you've got Dan and Garrett here from Pacific Rim Distribution. What's going on everybody? Hey everyone, Merry Christmas. It's not Christmas yet, but we're excited. We're excited people. Um, We wanted to pop in and chat with you a little bit about uh, a few things, particularly because Dan just came back from China uh, and had a few key things that he wanted to share with you on the market there and what's developing and how the beer scene is looking. So Dan, hop in. Uh, yeah, sure. No, it, it's uh, it's interesting. I just kind of wanted to get this off my chest here. So, um, so when when we started this business, we started taking uh, Canadian craft beer and putting it into a market mainly in Southeast Asia. Now, if you take a product and you put it into a market in Southeast Asia, especially something uh, uh, that's kind of geared towards millennials, like like craft beer, um, you can market it the same. English works. Uh, essentially the same uh, techniques will work. However, if you put that same product and the same techniques in China, it's not necessarily gonna work and it's probably not going to work. You need a nuanced approach. And you, why, Dan? You need a nuanced approach because people consume differently. People consume media differently. They consume products differently in, in China. It's, it is such a different market. Um, so hold on, you think that people in Indonesia or Malaysia, for example, yeah. will aspire? to the same type of techniques that, or marketing techniques that we use in Canada, but China won't? I'm not That's s- very interesting. Yes, and I'm not saying it, it, they, they aspire to use those techniques, it's just those techniques can work, it's, it's translatable. Now, in, in China right now, China's also in place in the craft beer world where they're not at a 2% market share like it might be in, in Thailand and in uh, Singapore right now. They're at maybe a 0.5%. And you've got a ton of companies coming in and flooding the market right now in China with craft beer because a lot of the bigger bigger craft beer companies, they see China as the, the, the nuance and, and the be-all end-all of massive markets. Hmm. So you mean like Budweiser, for example? Yeah, not just Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser, actually, sorry, is, is a good example because they're not coming in with Budweiser. They're coming in with Goose Island. They're coming in and they're buying up a whole bunch of different uh, Chinese craft breweries uh, such as Boxing Cat and stuff like that. And by the way, I went to the Boxing Cat brewery. Uh, it was shite. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was run down. It looked old. Um, it, it said sports bar. There was TVs everywhere. It didn't. It didn't say craft beer to me at all. Now, mind you, on the flip side, uh, Stone is in there. They opened it up an even bigger, uh, a kind of a showroom. It's not an actual brewery, but a showroom. It's beautiful in there, and they're and, and doing where is this? an awesome job. That's in Shanghai. In Shanghai. In okay. Shanghai as well. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a tough market in the sense that they're going to have to figure out how to promote craft beer themselves. And, and when I say they, I mean the Chinese market. Um, they're not, they're not going to have Western craft breweries come in and tell them how to do it because that's not how it's done in China. They're going to figure it out on their own. Hmm. That's relatively interesting. Uh, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll dive a little bit deeper. I want, I want one of these fun interludes. Here right. we go. Okay, Danny boy. Um, so why don't, since I just got back from Shanghai, tell me a little bit about what is working and what's what's kind of like been the difference at places that are actually kicking off right now, in, in Shanghai specifically. Yeah, sure. And... Um, So what we talked about before was kind of what isn't working, and that's the Western approach to craft beer. And a lot of that kind of includes just kind of craft beer bars, uh, having as many taps as you can have on. You you go to these places, and it it feels, despite they're new, it feels like they're old and run down. It's just not, it it doesn't seem to be resonating. Now, what is resonating, um, which I have seen in in Southeast Asia a little bit as well, but mainly in China, the the craft beer bars that are doing well look more like liquor stores. and you're not there for the same reason you'd go to a craft beer bar here, which you're about. It's about, uh, you know, a hip, cool, nice, relaxed ambiance there. It's almost like a educational 
feel to it inside. It tends to be far more brightly lit. Um, they only have maybe about six taps on. Most of those taps, they're just sticking to Chinese craft breweries. Um, but as far as the international side, what they will have is like 10 to 12 glass fridge doors. Hmm. And like that's a bottle shop. Like a bottle shop. And that's, and that's it, it feels like a liquor store in there, but take out all the middle racks and you just simply add, uh, you know, some board top and, and long high, high tables. Hmm. And that's, that's what it looks like inside. And it feels more like a liquor store than a bar where you go up and you browse like you're at a liquor store with those kind of glass racks. The bartender will come up from behind the bar and kind of tell you all about it. Now, we went to a couple there that, I mean, there was some fantastic breweries from all around the world. And <clears throat> I have a good feeling that the owner of this shop is not making any money because a lot of these beers were less than a month old, which says to me that these guys are air shipping everything in. Um, there were cans of beer that were well over $30 US. Um, wow. Because it cost so much to, to get in there. And I did, the owner of the bar, unfortunately didn't speak English, but I was chatting with a lot of the bartenders. And the owner of the bar apparently is a quite a wealthy guy, owns a logistics company, and he just comes in and, and in the words of the, the bartender, just gets shit-faced every night drinking very nice craft beer. And that's probably why he opened it, is because he loves craft beer and he wants a selection. Do you think having a logistics company, maybe you can find a way to get them fresher? Or maybe just cheaper if he air freights it in? Uh, possibly. It certainly wasn't reflected in the price, though. Mm, yeah. yeah. It was very, very expensive. That's very really expensive. Like, we were talking, like, a lot of really nice breweries from, from uh, the Eastern Seaboard in, in, in North America, and those cans were literally cans that you would buy here in the liquor store for three, four bucks that were going for well over $30. Hmm. Uh, yeah. If you remember when we were in Taiwan, there were a couple bars with a similar approach like that. That had a, remember yep. that Koedo bar yep. that we went into? I do. Uh, Koedo is, I believe, a, a Korean uh, brewery. Um, but they had a lot. They had a lot of, uh, yeah, kind, kind of like hybrid accounts. Whereas half of it was, or maybe even three quarters of it, was a restaurant. But well, that actually did serve food. Uh, but then there was a massive bottle shop embedded within, really right next to where you would sit. Um, yeah, are, and I would say that that was that was a bar and restaurant first. These places are more like almost liquor store feel to it. For I don't even know if you could buy beer and leave. I'm sure you could. Um, but everyone seemed to be consuming there. Most people were coming for you know maybe two beers if that hmm. um, and, and just having long conversations with the staff there about the beer and then, and then moving on so That's super interesting yeah Okay, so what does this mean for us? Knowing that we are a Vancouver, BC, Canadian distributor, so we export stuff to all over Asia, particularly when we're trying to break China. What are, coming back out of this kind of exercise, what are the things that we need to know, Danny Boy? And what does anyone who's looking to export beer need to know, particularly acute in China? Yeah, so I think, I think our model in Southeast Asia is working. I don't think I do know it, it, it is working. And a lot of that model kind of rests on our distributors looking to us to, to gain knowledge of, on, on how to market and how to distribute uh, craft beer. Now, that's a lot of us putting our knowledge into that market. I think what we need is we need to take knowledge out of the Chinese market. We need to look, ask questions. We need to really engage and, and, and also find the right partner in China and listen to them and just support them where we, where we can, mm-hmm. uh, as, as opposed to trying to kind of push our agenda in, in certain countries. So I think, I think we need to learn from China and we need to, I think China needs to figure out first how to market craft beer. It's, it's so niche there. I don't think no one, no one's hit the nail on the head yet. Oh. That's do do sure. you think that that with such a massive amount of big brands flooding the market with nuanced niche kind of suedo or, or macro masking as micro brands, 
um, is it even possible for, for a small brand to make, to make way without a massive media budget of millions of dollars behind it? Uh, yes, because that, that's not necessarily working. Um, to date, that's how you do well in China is you throw a shit ton of money out of it, you find a big celebrity to market your um, mar- market your product and, and, and away you go. Now, craft beer is always a little different, right? It, it's kind of grassroots. So the question is, is how do you find a, and, and sorry, and that may work for these big companies in the long run, but the thing is that's not craft beer, right? And, and, and the Chinese population will eventually figure that out, that, that Goose Island and, and, and is actually Budweiser and, and Boxing Cat is actually Budweiser. Um, we need to find a true born and bred in China craft brewery that makes it and mm. makes it through a grassroots way and then we'll know how it works, mm. right? That just hasn't happened yet. All right, well, super interesting, Danny boy. Uh, for anyone interesting, if you have any questions, shoot us an email at info at packrimdistributors.com. Happy to chat with you and uh, keep drinking. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Ciao, Merry Christmas.